Welcome to the Female Holistic Health Apothecary. In every episode here, we discuss different things that are relevant to female health. We also cover essential oils and other germane topics to female health. Flip on your diffuser and bask in the beauty that is essential oils and naturopathy. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, concurrent with the Awakened Man. Today, we're going to talk about perhaps something that you don't want to know about, but it's something that needs to be known. Now, we're going to talk about STDs, venereal diseases, STIs. You know, they keep changing these names. When, when Back in the day, there were venereal diseases, and then when I was growing up, there were STDs. Now, we have to call them sexually transmitted infections, because I guess some of them are just infections, and they don't turn into a disease. Like, for example, gonorrhea can turn into pelvic inflammatory disease, but gonorrhea in itself is not necessarily a disease, I suppose. But given the rampant immorality in the West, but, you know, you could say in the world, but certainly in the West, where the idea of cough, cough, never having sex until you're married is considered antiquated and so lame and so square. Think of it this way. If Every man and woman who married were virgins, and they remained faithful to each other. There'd be no STDs. There'd be no STDs. STDs, as pastors used to say back in the day, is the scourge of the fornicators. And it's true. If we were all faithful and virgins our whole life until we got married, you wouldn't have this problem. But we live in the tender hookup world which tells people to bang, to have sex indiscriminately with people you don't know, drunk, and it's all about getting mine, busting my nut, riding the carousel of COKSs with for you women and so forth. And how is this good for you? How is this good for society? It's not. And the studies show it. The more sexual partners a woman has, the worse it is for her mental health. We've talked about this a little in the episode, Don't Be a Whore. And I would tell you, men, don't be a man whore. But today we're going to talk about STDs because a lot of people don't really think about STDs and the problems that STDs bring. And look, as a whole, most people do get sex education in high school. And as a whole, I think some people have like a, a basic understanding of STDs. And the basic understanding of STDs is don't get AIDS because it could kill you. And then number two is maybe herpes is the second worst one to get. <laughs> That's pretty much what they're taught. All the other ones, eh, take a pill, take a shot. But look, aside from the, 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 the body issues with STDs and the possible, possibility of infections and unseemly warts and so forth, understand that fornication is a grave sin. So look, we, we tell our daughters not to have sex. We're not telling our daughters, go bang everybody on the football team, right? Because we know that on one level, virtue and chastity is important for men and for women, certainly more important than for women. Of course, it is a double standard, but I would tell men, to be chased as well, of course. I'm not going to contradict the words of Christ, St. Peter, St. Paul, all these epistles that are very clear about sexual immorality because I'll be called on that. As it is, I have to be called on my own sexual immorality uh, from my past. So if they're like, Gregory, why did you tell people to pump and dump? I'm like, what answer do I have? Uh, but, but, am I going to do what Adam and Eve did? The serpent made me do it. And then Adam, well, the woman made me do it. I mean, I mean really, come on. So don't have sex. Now, the studies are, are pretty clear. It's about 50% of Americans who are sexually active have an STD. Now, that number keeps changing. But let's let's go through some of these. 
Let's go through some of these because I want you to understand. And we're just going to cover the main ones. You could say that most STDs, STIs, are divided into two groups. You have the bacterial ones and the viral ones. The viral ones as a whole, I would say, are worse because they're the gift that keeps on giving. So the viral ones are going to be HIV, human immunodeficiency virus, HPV, human papillomavirus, and herpes. These you don't really get rid of. So, And then the bacterial ones are going to be like syphilis, chlamydia, gonorrhea. And typically you can get those knocked out pretty fast with an antibiotic if you're showing symptoms. All these STDs do have symptoms, but all of them don't have symptoms if you get my drift. It's like we used to say about women. All women are taken yet never taken at the same time. So you can be completely asymptomatic of any STD. And at the same time, all of these STDs do show a sign. So it's really how you manifest it. Now, given the genitalia, obviously, a man has an STD. You can see it more obviously given the genitalia. I mean, we're just it's just all hanging out there. <laughs> so a woman's genitalia as a whole is internal. So it's going to be harder if she's got some chankers or something in her vagina. It's going to be much harder unless you've got a speculum and a flashlight to see that. Whereas if a dude's got a gigantic wart on his shaft, um, you're probably going to be seeing that, right? All right. So let's go through them here. HPV. HPV, we have an episode of on HPV way back in the Awaken Man, maybe around 100, 140, episode 140, where I talk about the reasons you should not give your daughters the HPV vaccine, Gardasil. As a whole, really quickly. So there's about 40 or so different strands of the human papillomavirus. The large majority of them are not a problem. There's only a few of them actually cause cervical cancer in women. Now, men, of course, can't get cervical cancer. And so the problem for HPV, I think, resides more with women than with men. Now, honestly, understand this. At any time in your life as a sexual person who has multiple partners, we're all going to get HPV at one point. But typically, the immune system knocks it out where you don't even know you had it. But that being said, you can have a virulent strain like the ones that cause cervical cancer. And of course, this is why women do annual pap smears is because they want to scrape the cervix to see if you do have anything that could be possibly uh, cancerous because that cervical cancer can lead to problems and metastasize and so forth. Uh, But as a whole, and look, if you're old enough to be banging this is what you tell high school kids. You're old enough to have sex. You're old enough to go to the doctor and get checked for it. I mean, this is big girl, big girl issues, big boy problems. So they should be having annual pap smears. Uh, but in general, HPV is probably one of the most benign ones because a they if you're not getting, especially for men, if you're not getting one that, that where the strands is problematic, uh, then you might not even know you have it. Now you can show warts. Warts is the classic sign for HPVs. You can have warts, which are unsightly, and HPV is easily transmitted through contact, so mouth-to-mouth. You can get warts on your tongue if you're doing cunnilingus or fellatio. Uh, this episode is not for the children. But skin-on-skin, skin, oral, anal, vaginal, it's its pretty uh, contagious. But the good thing about HPV is uh, it's pretty benign overall, aside from the few strands that can cause cervical cancer. And once you have it, uh, there's not much you can do about it. There's no treatment for it. So there's there's not much you can do about it. You're just going to have to suck it up, the scourge of the fornicator. But it is the most, I would say, the most common one that people get. Now, chlamydia. Chlamydia is the most commonly reported STD. 
It's spread by all the different sexes, and it's typically seen as a discharge coming out of your genitalia or burning. But again, you can be asymptomatic. Only 50% of men get symptoms, 25% of women. The good thing about it is if you get it as a bacteria, you can just take an antibiotic and it's gone. Gonorrhea, and you see the common these commonly kind of co- collected or, or grouped together, gonorrhea and chlamydia. It's another bacterial one. It's the same thing discharge and then an antibiotic can treat it syphilis syphilis used to kill a bunch of people because it has different stages but we're not going to go through all those as a whole syphilis bacterial problem and an antibiotic will treat it now in the old days uh, it would go through the different stages and eventually you'll get neurolytic syphilis and it'd lead to brain damage and and a lot of famous people died from that but but this is really typically not a problem especially in the west anymore but you can get sores but the sores can sometimes look like a cut or an ingrown hairnail or a harmless bump. And then sometimes they'll go latent or go away, and then you end up getting rashes and sores around your body, including your mouth. Then that will go away. And then untreated syphilis, like I said, can lead to nerve damage. As a whole, I would say the bacterial ones are better. Now, for women, for for gonorrhea, chlamydia in particular, you can get pelvic inflammatory disease. So if you have untreated, let's say you're one of these women who has sex at 20 has untreated chlamydia. Now that bacteria can go and travel travel into your, your uterus and fallopian tubes and to your ovaries and cause a condition called pelvic inflammatory disease. And this can lead to a lot of problems, scarring and so forth, and, and, and it can lead to infertility. So again, in some ways, it's better, even though it's more unsightly and unseemly, to have the symptoms because then you know, oh, damn, I got something wrong with me. I got to go get it checked. And nowadays, they don't, for you men, they don't check STDs by scraping the urethra anymore. Now it's all by blood as a whole. But yeah, you can become infertile because you had you were asymptomatic. So this is why it's important. Again, if, if these are big girl problems, big girl problems, you're ready, you're ready to open the legs and you're ready to go get tests. So herpes, there's uh, herpes one, herpes two. Herpes 2 causes the genital herpes. Uh, You typically get like blisters. And the outbreak typically happens uh, maybe like a week to two weeks after the initial contact. And again, this could be oral, anal, uh, cunnilingus, fellatio. And the first outbreak can be very painful. And it's a virus, so you can't, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, I've mentioned before, like they should really have a dating site just for people who have herpes. Because if you have herpes, you probably want to date somebody who already has it, right? Because you don't want to give it to somebody. But Lord knows a lot of people know they have herpes and they still give it to other people, which is just horrible. Tea break. Herpes is like HPV. It's very easy to catch skin on skin. Very easy. Extremely easy. Now, if you have outbreaks, uh, there are medications like um, acyclovir, these antivirals that can help manage it and shorten your outbreaks. You can be... Uh, contagious even when you're not having outbreaks certainly when you're having outbreaks you're extremely contagious but there's these people like oh yeah i've herp but i I, i'm not having an outbreak now let's go have a skin on skin bareback sex and some people okay especially if it's like a if it's a chatter tyrone okay but you can still transmit about 10 percent of the time even if you're not having an outbreak the trick, trichomoniasis, not that common. Um, it's a tiny parasite. I know this is disgusting, but you get it through penis, vagina, contact. Uh, 
Only 30% of people who get trichomoniasis have symptoms, but the symptoms are typically itching and burning. You know, one we're not really going to talk about here is pubic lice. Pubic lice is, I want to say, largely gone away, but it isn't as bad as it used to be because people shave their pubics now. <laughs> so the little lice have nowhere to go. They have nowhere to go. Um, HIV, of course, causes AIDS. This can be passed by blood, semen, vaginal fluids, breast milk. Um, you know, it's the worst one. So I don't think we need to spend too much time on this. It can lead to AIDS. It doesn't always lead to AIDS, but it can lead to AIDS, which is a generally immune a, immune system disorder. But um, yeah, it's a major problem. So, what's the takeaway, guys? The takeaway is: that, Oh, Gregory, you expect us never to have sex. You expect us to vet our women, our men? Well, look, okay. I've talked about here. I've talked about this before. I don't think it's anybody's business to know how many sexual partners you've had, and I don't think it's your place. And I know a lot of men don't agree with this. For you to ask your woman how many sexual partners you've had, if you guys want to share this information and not like shame share, like you need to tell me, or I'm not going to do this, this, this. Um, that's your choice. I don't think it's anybody's business. What is somebody's business is if you have an STD. And I think it's egregious and insidious to have an STD, especially the horrible ones. Like if you had like, well, I had syphilis when I was 20, but I took an antibiotic and, you know, okay, maybe. But even then I would tell them. If you know you have an STD, oh, my God, you have to tell people. I know it's embarrassing. And look, I mean, this is the consequences of sin and fornication. But you have to tell people that. And I would tell you young people, again, if you're not a virgin, if you've had one or two partners, get tested. You need to get tested. You should always get, if, look, again, I'm not encouraging fornication, but if you are going to continue to fornicate, you should always get tested at the end of every relationship. Because then you know if you do have something, you know who gave it to you. And then you can do that 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 thing they used to do in high school. Like, this is how you figure out STDs are spread. And they, like, give seven uh, they tell seven of the 30 kids, you have an STD, and then they go, everybody shakes everybody's hands, and then you go back and see who's who's the STD people have shaken hands with. And I mean, it's true. Every time you have sex with somebody, you're having sex with everybody they've had sex with. You really are. And some people dodge a bullet and have had 30 partners and don't have an STD, or maybe they just have HPV or something minor. And others, you know, one partner and they have HIV. So... Younger people, guys, if you're still virgins or only had a couple of partners, you need to take this stuff seriously. And certainly, if you're going to have sex, you should use condoms. But condoms, again, don't help you with herpes, HPV, skin-on-skin contact, but certainly better than nothing. But I would exhort all of you, just don't have sex until you're married. And then when you're courting somebody, they need to be honest. And look, I would I would tell my partner if I was going to marry again, I need, I need you to get tested. I need proof. I don't care what your word is. <laughs> it's known by their fruits. I need you to get tested. I'll get tested too. I'll get tested too. And, and any of you are still pumping and dumping, you need to get tested all the time because that's the conscientious thing to do. You need to protect yourself, but also protect your future pump and dumps. All right, guys, if you appreciate my content, please post an honest review. It'll only take you five seconds. There's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal. If you appreciate my content, please donate five ten dollars Helps defray the cost of hosting this on a server because it does cost money and I make no dinero from this. There's also a link for Naturopathic Earth, the website that has all the podcasts, all the articles, and so forth. So please go check that out. And lastly, please follow or subscribe all three feeds that I do, Confessions of an Obi Shad, which deals with addictions, childhood trauma, mostly mine, <laughs> and then the Female Holistic Health Apothecary and the Awakened Man. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for listening to the Female Holistic Health Apothecary. If you'd like to reach out and talk to us, please reach out to the Awakened Man Facebook group and post a comment or ask a question over there. Thank you very much. God bless. Take care. Take care of your health. And breathe in some aromatherapy.